Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSR, HealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Now, this is no easy feat. It's not like turning on a switch. 
We have lots on our plates. We are in a hurry. We can't get it all done. There's so few hours in the day. We have children and parents, and we might be ill or healing or helping ill people, or we are uh, in the service industry or, you know, a, a myriad of things that we're all dealing with. And sometimes shifting our perspective into the perspective of gratitude really does help. So the invitation is to find someone or something or a group of people that helped you do what you're doing right now and see if that doesn't help expand your perspective of gratitude. Some suggestions would be noticing what you've just eaten recently. How many people did it take to get that food to you, including you, might be your backyard. All the utensils that were created and crafted, all the creativity that was used, right? the electronic device you're using, the clothes you're wearing, the technical help you have, the people who've helped you write or read or learn or do. Just finding some place to land and letting that expand. I'm going to go down my list of folks who helped make this program possible, starting at the global level with the One World Children's Fund.org. If you're online, uniting people to improve the lives of children affected by poverty. So grateful to have them as our honorary sponsor here at Marianne Live. And at the national level, the National Action Organization committed to changing the way our culture values each other. You can check them out online, NACTION.org. They make programs like this possible. 100% of the proceeds goes to programming just like this. And at the local level, the Open Secret Bookstore in San Rafael, California, they've got the latest in meditation and revelation. And you'll probably find a copy of Kathy's book sitting out front and center. Yes, we are grateful. We are cultivating gratitude. Wherever you are, breathing, feeling grateful, let's turn our attention now gently towards our guest today and her new book, Kathy Wilde. Dot com if you're online. Um, Kathy Wild has written a book called Wild Ideas. We're going to be talking with her today. Creativity from the inside out. Kathy says there's a depth you're meant to explore, a flow you're meant to find where treasure awaits discovery. Take a transforming journey into the heart of who you are. Unlock and access your creative power, joy, and more. Delve below the surface of your life on an intimate journey through her seven stages of the creative process. Kathy's a creative artist, uh, a writer, a counselor. Um, she shares her own deeply personal story through the book, as well as provocative insights gleaned from her many years in private practice. And she's joining us today to talk about her more than 30 years of delving uh, and developing in this innovative, uh, these innovative approaches to the creative process. We're so glad to have her here. And I have to tell you, we were trying to Skype this morning, and I, I'm sure I got Kathy in a bunch. <laughs> so hopefully she's been breathing and feeling grateful she doesn't have to be on Skype. We're glad you're here, Kathy. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Here. Yeah. So creativity. What a fun, um, I don't know, realm, I want to say, to devote your life to. Uh, and so many of us have all these preconce preconceived ideas about creativity. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved in this uh, domain, this area of interest. Well, uh, I was interested in creativity from a very early age. Uh, it really was my mother and her uh, failure to develop her incredible talent 
and she became so overwhelmed emotionally. And I looked, I, I was so deeply affected by her tragic life that I really felt called to to be a healer and also to develop my own creativity so that I, I, I would be able to express myself in ways that she couldn't. Mm-hmm. It's very important to me to make a difference and really know what were my talents. And, and they weren't that obvious because I wasn't that kid in school that stood out as an artist or writer. I, I really wasn't that person. And yet I felt called to the creative path regardless. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting because I was thinking back about the generations and their relationship with this word creativity. And I think folks, you know, um, the uh, Depression babies, the uh, baby boomers, the, the things that they valued uh, were not necessarily creativity, even though they were incredibly creative. Um, you needed to make a living. You needed to be able to take care of your family to feed yourself, right? So we, the creative arts were for those very artsy type people, right? So many of the, them, and, and, and today we are encouraged to develop this artsy part of ourselves. What do you think about that? Well, I think that's true. I, I... I think that, especially in that era you were describing, I mean, there was a lot of hardship, and and people really had to focus on, as you say, making a living. And I think that's an important thing, uh, meeting your survival needs, Matt. But creativity is so much more than just simply the arts. Um, You don't have to ever pick up a paintbrush or a pen uh, or write anything or make music, and you can still work within the creative process because the creative process is so much more than that. It's, it's really a way of approaching life and approaching the problems of life. And when you approach them as an artist, it means you stay open to the possibilities that are beyond uh, what you normal, how you normally do things. Mm-hmm. And so we, we're all creators. We're not necessarily artistic, but we are all creators. So whether you want to develop those artistic aspects of yourself or you just want to approach your life in a way that makes you feel more alive and engaged, mm-hmm. burdened, the creative path is for everybody. I love in the Kirkus review that you sent me the, this idea here, the underlying thesis of your work is that the creative urge is a universal life force that demands expression, a voice of inspiration inside each of us struggling to be heard. Exactly, and we all feel that need to express ourselves, and and that was something that I, I saw happen with my mom, where she was unable to do that, and it ended up just causing her to become depressed. Mm-hmm. I think that there is a vital life force within each of us that really wants to express itself. Mm-hmm. It can be in any way. In my mom's case, she was very she was a very talented singer and dancer. But somebody else uh, may have a different kind of talent, and in, it, it could be that their talent is um, working with children or starting a business. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, there's a sense of when we are in line with that expression, our life has a sense of meaning, and the problems that we encounter uh, don't seem to be as difficult when we have a sense of purpose behind solving those problems. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things you also say in the beginning of your book is, and I think about this as well, that there's, you say there's too much attention on the larger-than-life success of others. Um, they're, those creative others uh, can cause us to lose faith in ourselves and our own capabilities. I mean, many of us don't even get to the start of our creative 
urge, right? Because we look outside, we look on Facebook, Twitter, be a star, the dancing with the star. You know, it's these these epic sort of iconic examples of what we feel like we have to compare ourselves to. So we go, nah, forget it. I'll just go over here, right? Maybe I'll do a scrapbook or a puzzle once in a while. Talk about this and how how daunting this can be for for most of us. Yes, I I do feel that we we look at those role models and they do they can be inspiring but most of us are not going to be that big star that great singer that uh that larger than life uh entrepreneur some of that is a matter of luck and some of it is just uh biology and how much energy we have uh and i think what's important is that while we can feel inspired when we look at what other people are doing the important thing is often to turn away from some of those models and to really spend more time w- listening to ourselves and, and, and what are our uh, drives and desires leading us to. And I, I find that I have great success with clients by lowering the bar. <laughs> I love it. Seriously. Yeah. People are so ambitious, and, and they say, well, if I can't be really great at this, then why bother? Yeah. And I can't tell you what a destructive way of approaching something new is when you do that because when you have the patience to just lower the bar and 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 just tr- do something in a very small way when you do that and you feel good about it you're going to naturally want to do more and you're going to naturally want to get better at it yeah i remember a, a friend years ago said i, I love um, analogy and metaphor and Anyway, she said, Marianne, you don't need to hit a home run. Just get on first base, you know? It's like, it's really stuck with me. Yes, I think that's really true. And I know for clients, if they're they're willing to let go of these grandiose notions about success and, mm-hmm. and, and just put that aside and just look for the joy in doing something, whether it's, let's say you wanted to try painting, and most people say, well, I can't paint, I can't do this. I know that was the case for me, but I decided to go to the, the weekly drawing group at the local museum, and I just brought some pastels and some things I had around the house, and I just got started. And everybody in the room seemed to be better than me, and when I focused on that, I got very upset. I, I got really emotional and was remembering all those times when I was in school and, all, and, and I didn't get good grades in art. And the school or the teacher saying to me that I, you know, I wasn't talented. Um, you have these sorts of memories that can come back to you when you're trying something new. And I think it's really important to just lower the bar and just to make your mark, just mm-hmm. to experiment with what you're doing as you work through some of those fears and those memories that can intrude when you're trying to do something that maybe in the past you didn't feel you were successful at. Exactly. One of the things I was thinking when I was reading your book is some of the most famous art in the entire world, which most of us forget, or some of us forget to think about, are the are discovered by paleontologists. Have you ever seen that art? Like, it looks like second-grade art, right? It's like, you know, a stick figure. But I mean, like... like yeah, on the sides of caves. That's right. <laughs> right. These people maybe were being creative. Who knows? The point is, is art and creativity is so subjective. And what I love about your book when I was reading it is 
This is an interior process. This is something that wants to emerge in each one of us. And when we stop, like you're calling it lowering the bar, when we stop worrying about what's happening out there and really learning how to cultivate that listening of what wants to be expressed, we don't need to worry about that part right away. And you get us there in the book, by the way. You walk us through this whole process, which I love. So let's start with your some of your big uh, hurdles, maybe one. Um, you talked about painting, but, but some of your um, concerns in your life have been epic in using the creative process to get through. It really changed your life. you want to share one of those with us, Kathy? Well, I've had <laughs> I know you have. <laughs> um, many. I, I think that one of the things that's coming to mind now is very personal, but uh, I had two miscarriages. And these, this was completely devastating for me. Uh, and part of how I got through that was that I was, I turned, uh, I, that was when I went to that um, drawing group that I just mentioned at the local museum. Mm-hmm. And I had, I really had never drawn before, but I felt called to go and while I was grieving this tremendous loss and I was in so much pain, I was I was doing live model drawing and I was without my realizing it I was working my grief out through the drawings and you could see it you could see it in the figures and how contorted they were and there was there was a lot of pathos in in the drawings and after I was working on that for about a year and a half I had a body of work that I put together and I was naturally getting better at what I was doing and I was, I was working at it because I felt this need to express something from inside. And I didn't really do a lot of thinking about it. It was just something that came into my path around the time that I lost the two babies. And I just kept at it. And after about a year and a half or two, I had enough work and I ended up having a show. And it was a pretty powerful way of giving birth. It was just something different. And... It's not something that replaces or can or, or replaces whatever it is you've lost. But when you when you pay attention to what's underneath your skin, what's calling to you under the skin, which is what creators are doing, you may find yourself drawn in a direction that you hadn't anticipated. Maybe even a direction you didn't even think you were very good at. Mm-hmm. But if you can just not judge yourself and focus on the feeling you're getting while you're doing it. The, the the sense of satisfaction that may be there, even if what you're doing isn't very good by objective standards. Oh, wow, that's a powerful story. Thank you for sharing such a personal uh, piece of your journey with us. And, and if that's not inspiring, I know that there's probably many of our listeners are thinking, or their heads are churning, oh, my gosh, yes, this turned into something like, you think of, you know, Kurt Cobain, for example, comes to mind. His deeply personal, painful journey turned out to be some of the most amazing music that that rocked our whole planet. Out of pain came creativity. And he probably wasn't sitting there thinking in those terms. You know, we can look at many people who express their experience through creative means. On that note... um, Let's talk. Let's let's give folks a context for what you mean by creativity, and how it's different from, like I said, you know, the the, the typically artistic expression. Well, yes, I mean that's one form of creativity in terms of, and I was just talking about that in terms of expressing myself with yeah. painting. 
creativity can be applied to some of the challenges that most of us face every day. Um, there's a really a, a common goal that people want to get healthier. They want to get in shape or they want to lose weight or whatever. That's a, a, a very, very common resolution that gets made every year. People are focused on that. And I remember I had a client that had made such a resolution and had gone to, I think it was a doctor or a trainer, I can't remember now which, but the person had put him on a program, as you know, as, as those guys do, the coaches do, and he was seemed to be progressing, but then he just felt like it was too much, and he felt like he was on this regime, and he was feeling like he was sort of having to push himself all the time in order to do it. And while he could push himself, it was working. But then, like, like many of us experience, it, it becomes too much, and for one reason or another, we stop. Um, something comes up, and we miss the gym that day, and then that seems to be it. Uh, or we're at a party, and there's something really delicious there, and we eat it, and then that's it. You know, it's like the dominoes that just fall. So one of the things... I talked with him about was that I was first very encouraging because the fact that he called to make an appointment with me told me that he was very interested in pursuing this healthy alternative, but he just felt so discouraged because he couldn't follow the program that was prescribed to him. So I said to him, you know, there's nothing creative about following a program that somebody else prescribes for you, however well-intentioned, however objectively right the program is. Uh, if you can't follow it, it doesn't do any good. And, and that's also not a very creative thing to do, is to do what someone else has told you to do. So I said, I'm sure you have your own sense of how to approach this problem that you're, that you're struggling with about becoming healthier. So what are your ideas about how to approach this? And, of course, he was very, uh, you know, reluctant to take credit for having any ideas. But what happened was is he ended up saying, well, maybe I could walk for five or ten minutes a week. Well, that wasn't, that's not very much, but if he isn't doing anything, then I think that, that that's a great idea. And so he began to come up with his own ideas for how to pursue this goal that were coming out of his own thoughts. Right. That's a hallmark of creativity. It's following your own ideas. Beautiful. When we get back after the break, more with Kathy Wilde. We're going to talk about how to cultivate that interior knowing and how that helps you through the stages of the creative process. And we return right here on Marion Live. Don't touch that dial, everybody. We'll be right back. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No, no More Love, love life, life Drama, drama for, for Us. Hi, 
everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host, Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. I mean, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Lide and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Okay, so you have a couple of days off, and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries, for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights, and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net. everybody welcome back we're so glad you're here you got some wild ideas oh yeah kathy wild is with us today she's written a book called wild ideas creativity from the inside out so far kathy we've talked about um creativity uh you know the the rap it's had in our western culture it's you know often thought of as uh artistry artistic expression and you're saying it's it's something bigger than that it's an underlying creative urge it's a universal life force that wants expression that everybody has it and we need to maybe lower the bar a little bit not get so worried about it having to be some big giant lofty thing or we don't have to be a rock star or you know let's just get to the next thing right like your your client you were just telling us Creativity is, comes from inside yourself. Maybe it's five minutes walking to solve a problem. That's what your whole book is about, helping us actually use creativity uh, to problem solve and, as part of the creative process in all areas of life. Um, you talked to us a little bit about an example of you, you having uh, a couple of miscarriages, which was so painful to hear, and, and how your creativity stemmed from there to turn into an art show. So this is very deep and, and important uh, for us to understand and maybe re, uh, or shift our perspective around creative, cre- creativity. So your book came out of this, um, uh, a number of experiences you had in your own personal life and with your own clients. Tell us how you put the book together and what inspired you to write the book for us. Well, the book, I really had my own struggles in my 20s because I, I really just couldn't find my place, you know, in the world. I had a lot of different jobs, and after a while, I began to realize that I couldn't fit into the structure of the work world, and I needed to find something for myself. And I really struggled in my 20s to find my place, and what, during that time, I started uh, reading about the creative process, and uh, 
uh, and I felt drawn to understand what creators were actually doing. And it was a revelation to me to realize that the very things that I struggled with, I, when I felt like I was failing at something, when I didn't know exactly what I was doing, and, and those vulnerable feelings would cause me to feel that there was something wrong and I should stop what I'm doing. And then I discovered that, no, 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 those were the feelings inherent <laughs> to the creative process. Mm. That when you're struggling, that when you don't know what's going to happen, that's the hallmark of creativity. And what you need to do is persevere. And for whatever reason, I never really understood that. And I felt I came from a family where perfection and being good at things really mattered. And so if you weren't good at it right away, then it felt like, well, then I shouldn't be doing it. Mm -hmm. So changing that attitude, which to me is the hallmark of creativity, it has nothing to do with talent. It has everything to do with your attitude about what you're doing, your ability to hang in with something that you really want to do but you may not be good at right away. And staying open to uncertainty, staying open to possibilities, walking through the world wide awake and looking for those signs that are helping to direct you to your path. Mm -hmm. I wanted to write a book that helped people who really were also going through something similar to help them find a way to feel more connected and engaged with life and to find their own path through life. It's a book that if I wish that I had had younger, and I put every single thing into it that I felt that had supported me, including a lot of my personal stories, which I think makes the book very human and very readable. It does, and accessible, and including, I love that you put your favorite quotes in here. There are some amazing quotes. My book is filled with little um, highlighted, <laughs> so many of them. One of my favorites by, is by James Carroll. He writes uh, that he says, there are times when we stop we sit still. We lose ourselves in a pile of leaves or its memory. We listen, and breezes from a whole other world begin to whisper. Then we begin our going down. You're talking about going deep, which is one of your chapters. Uh, it's just a, a gorgeous book, and, um, yeah, we're, we're just so grateful to have you here today because so many of us really ditch the conversation or uh, repress this part of our lives or like you said we we spend our lives feeling insecure or oh i can't do that or you know and then we get frustrated and resentful and sometimes bitter people don't express really that that deep desire that wants expression so uh your first chapter you talk about inspiration how we are inspired you talked about your own personal experiences of inspiration but your next chapter, you talk about um, getting started. Let's pause there for a second and, and talk about what you mean by that. And, and, and I think we've talked some about orienting and orientation and understanding the creative process, but what do you, what do you want us to know about getting started in this, in this journey? Well, getting started can be very difficult for many, many people. Many people have ideas. Maybe lots of people have ideas. But it's one thing to have an idea and it's another to take that idea and begin. And there's just something about how we get distracted when we're trying to begin a project, being a thought, fleeting thought, or we get up and do something else, or we pick up our phones, or we go to the refrigerator. Uh, we all know, you know, how distracted we get when we're trying to start something. So beginning, beginning is one of the challenges for many creators. And one of the things that can help is ritual. Ritual can be something 
like lighting candles before you sit down to do a project, or it could be cleaning your desk, or it could be taking a walk around the block, or it could be making a out of shutting off your phone. Somehow we want to help ourselves get ready to start. And sometimes some sort of task that doesn't involve uh, thinking is a great way to segue into sitting down to begin a creative project. I love that. Did you ever see uh, that movie Shakespeare in Love? Well, it doesn't matter. For those of you who know this movie, a very popular movie about Shakespeare and writing, one of the things they showed him doing was he would take his pen, put it between his hands, roll it together, he'd spin around, sit down. Like he did this every time as a portal, uh, a ritual way of, of beginning to write. So I love this idea, right? It's like, okay, here we are, we're beginning, we're going into a whole different world, kind of, right? Not writing. Let's say you're beginning a new regime of, you know, you want to get to the gym. One of the things the unconscious really likes is, rep, is, a, is a ritual that helps it begin to associate that task with the same time of day or with that ritual because it begins to prepare to do it. So it, if you want to get out of the house and get to the gym at a certain time, it's, it's helpful to try to have a way of a ritual where you maybe have your gym bag by the door or you've packed it the night before and you put it by the door, just something that helps you associate that activity with, with getting ready to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or if we're back to something that's artistic, it's the same idea. Uh, one of the things I like to do is organize my desk before I get ready to write. Mm-hmm. Or I like to read what I wrote the day before, and that helps prepare me for the difficult crossing from the, the rational mind and the, the practical thinking mind into the unconscious creative mind. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of, of having a, a ritual or something that you can associate with, with the task that you're, you're going to do really helps you get started. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing you talk about as well and that I really love to, to ring this bell is, you know, who said this is going to be easy? <laughs> I mean, it's hard. Commitment. Don't touch that dial. Stay here. Keep listening. We're going to talk about hitting the wall. Oh, yeah. We all know about that. If you've tried to do any creative project or you're cruising along and then all of a sudden, bam, here we go. We return right here on Marion Live. More with Kathy Wild, Wild Ideas, when we return. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We We ordered ordered No More More Love Love Life Life Drama Drama for us. us. Shh. Over here. Here's a secret for a virus-free computer. ESET. 
They've been a pioneer in the antivirus industry for over 25 years. 25 years of innovative, top-rated antivirus protection. ESET's award-winning security solutions provide a safe online experience for over 100 million home and business computer owners. They are so affordable, fast, and simple to use. So be gone, you blue screen of death. ESET's on my computer. If it's not on yours, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ESET now. Did you know that in seven minutes you might save $522 on car insurance? Well, this makes sense. Since 21st Century Insurance's company's website has been rated number one in responsiveness by Keynote. Serving customers since 1958, 21st Century Insurance has a 24-7 online policy and claim service. You can get a quote fast and easy, so get your quote by visiting HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click right on the 21st Century Insurance banner. More exhilarating talk. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everybody. Creativity, it's a life force. It's in all of us. What are you noticing about your creative process right now? Where are you in it? Are you just starting a project, something? You have some challenge you need a creative solution to? Uh, Are you uh, in the flow? Are you... Hitting a wall. Wherever you are, you're in the right place right now. Kathy Wilde is with us. She's written a new book, Wild Ideas, Creativity from the Inside Out. And by the way, if you're online looking for Kathy Wilde, that's Kathy with a C, C C-H-Q-I-W-I-L-D.com. Kathy, before the break, we were talking about where we're going next. And oftentimes when people are on a creative journey, they've begun, they've got their ritual, they've been inspired, they're moving along, and then all of a sudden, boom. You hit the wall, nothing. Can't access anything. We get terrified and often, you know, uh, abandon ship. Talk to us about your perspective in terms of hitting the wall. Hitting the wall is actually a complex stage in the creative process, and it can happen any time. We can hit the wall a number of times between starting and finishing something. The thing about hitting the wall is that sometimes it seems like we've hit a wall, but really we just need to step back and let something sit for a while. There's, we're not blocked, there's not a problem, but we just don't realize that sometimes we can't just start something and power on through like we'd like. Mm-hmm. And that often happens uh, whether we're doing a creative project or, again, coming back to that healthy example of trying to get in shape. We often hit a plateau. So, or we lose our enthusiasm and we maybe need to step back. It's important to know that there are times when to push through something and other times where you need to step back and then there isn't really a wall. It just means you need to be patient and, and, and lower the bar a little bit. Mm-hmm. Other times, though, there is a wall. There's an actual wall because where we have gotten to in the project or in our life path or, again, with the resolution to get in shape and get healthy, where we have gone with that triggering something that is in our unconscious that may be an issue from the past. There may be some underlying issue uh, that needs to get addressed in terms of healing. So the one thing about the creative process is as we're moving along, particularly if we're moving out of our comfort zone, the creative path is a path of healing. It isn't just about accomplishing something or reaching a goal. Very point. Your healing life will always become engaged. So if there are wounds from the past, which we all have, places of incompletion within us, 
you can bet that the creative process and the creative path is going to get you to that point. And, and often when we're stuck, and it isn't just a question of being patient and stepping back, it means we need to go deeper and do some healing work in order to break through the impasse. Mm-hmm. So this requires this different kind of listening that you talk about in your chapter about going deep, right? It's, it's really assessing, uh, being curious about what's actually happening, assessing it, taking time to listen, and then going into that mystery place. In your next chapter, uh, you say qualities that support this incubation period, that the problem or whatever's going on is um, <clears throat> uh, the mystery morning uh, patience, trust, and intuition being in that place. I, I love this piece because so often, like you said, we misdiagnose or we, we try to muscle through or we just abandon the whole project or whatever's going on and say, oh, forget it, it's, it's too hard or I'm not any good or, you know, whatever self-talk we listen to. We'd rather do that. We'd rather put ourselves down or let ourselves down and perhaps face the, some of the painful work, what I call necessary suffering. Uh, again, the creative process doesn't always make us feel good, and that isn't a sign that we're doing anything wrong or that we should be giving up. We have to learn how to work with what people often think of as negative emotion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. loneliness, depression, uh, sorrow, grief. These emotions are really the workhorse of creativity. Uh, there's certainly a lot of joy and a lot of feeling um, the, the high of creativity and the optimism of creativity, but there is the shadow side, and necessary suffering to me is willingness to face the painful triggers that come up when we're moving along our path and willing to wrestle with those. Maybe even we need some outside help in order to come to terms with these wounds. And then within the body of that wound is the breakthrough itself that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. One of the things you talk about is it's different than most people um, when they discuss creativity is that you don't believe that there is an unending, unlimited supply of creative energy in every moment. <laughs> you know. That this is an unrealistic expectation, that it's really a, a more fluid relationship with energy and following where that takes you, right? Exactly. And, and, the, and the creative path and the energy available for that path it ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is equally talented, and not everybody has the same energy level, and not everybody has the same ability to tap into that energy level consistently. There are high-energy people, low-energy people, people who are highly sensitive, who need to retreat and, and need more quiet. And there are different strategies depending on, how, on what type of person you are. And I think that self-knowledge really becomes key to successfully navigating the creative path because the more you know about yourself, the more you're able to understand the messages that come to you when you have hit the wall and, and sense the subtleties of what's needed. That's what a creator is asking when you hit the wall. What is needed here so that I can move forward? Mm-hmm. Well, you, you invite us, Kathy, to dive in deeper here. This is, is, is sets you apart from a lot of other creative um, folks or teachers or practitioners. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about 
the depths here because we're, we're right at the cusp of it. And then I'd love for you to share some examples about how these depths have really helped transform some of your clients' lives. Okay. Um, well, going deep is that piece of the process where you do hit the wall and then you have to dive down deeper, and it's, and it's more of a vertical journey as opposed to the horizontal journey that gets us from point A to point B. So we're diving down deeper into the unconscious and, and looking at and exploring some of the things that may have happened to us that perhaps have created a block. For example? So, for example, let's do a simple example. So perhaps we're in the process of making a quilt and we suddenly can't seem to move forward because we start to imagine our grandmother who had prize-winning quilts and won awards for her quilts. Or like my grandmother who sewed, okay, she, she could whip out a fully lined coat with covered buttons, you know, in, in, in a weekend. And when you, when you begin to think about some of, some of these uh, thoughts, can I throw another one in there that's very popular right now? Um, everybody else is already doing this. How, is, how am I going to do it any different? Like being an author or starting a dance class, a new movement practice, being a mindfulness practitioner. Like this is a very common thing. I can't do it. Like you said, like the grandmother. Yes, exactly. And, and actually, I said the same thing to myself because there are so many books about creativity out there. Why bother? Yeah. Yeah, right. One. I mean, everything's been done to death. Right. I, I love your point. And, and so it doesn't matter because each of us has our own unique experiences that we can draw from to, to it matters what you feel the need to express and how are you going to find your way through your unique experiences in order to do that. And we're going to go to break right now, but the point is, is that we don't know what's at the end of this rainbow. All we know is everybody gets dead here, and then we have different beliefs about that. But in the process, on the journey, Kathy, you invite us to, to drop even deeper and have listening, and, and the transformation happens more when we return. When we get back right here on Marion Live Wild Ideas, let's share some more in just a minute. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No More Love Life Drama for Us. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camarado is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLife.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. 
find out about CORE certification, Certificate of Responsible Relationships, www.marianlife.com. CORE certification, learning tools to attract, build, and sustain great relationships. Also sign up for Marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the Northern California area. www.marianlive.com What does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. Healthy Life.net, the positive radio network. Welcome back, everybody. We're so glad you're here. Your life is a creative process. Everybody has this incredible life force we call it creativity. Kathy Wilde's book is helping you understand or resituate yourself in understanding your creative life force and its expression. It wants out. So we pick up the call in a number of ways and different times over our entire life. Sometimes it's artistic expression, sometimes it's a change in relationship, job, your relationship to your health, whatever it is. Kathy Wild is a life coach and she is helping you understand and attune yourself to her creative process. That's what her book's about. You can get a copy. It's available wherever fine books are sold. It's called Wild Ideas, Creativity from the Inside Out. KathyWild.com is her website address. That's Kathy with a C. Kathy is in private practice. Uh, if you're interested, you can find out more about Kathy at her website. Kathy, we're coming to the top of the hour here. Before we went to break, we were discussing this, the, the potential for transformation. People say that all the time. Tell us how this work actually can be transformative by going through the process. Well, it, it's incredibly powerful work in terms of uh, many of my clients have done a lot of traditional counseling or therapy, and the difference between the work that I do and that is that I bring people into a visceral relationship with these experiences so it moves them out of their head. And people have this incredible full-bodied realization that is so powerful that they're able to uh, heal. And there's a difference between knowledge that we feel and knowledge that we know in our minds. And the going deep part of the creative process is where we embody the healing and we're moving into a more visceral experience of whatever has hurt us in the past. And as we make contact in a very visceral way, we begin to get more of a sense of who we are and where we belong. So one of my clients had worked for the Department of Forestry for her whole life, and she was good at her job, but it was very unfulfilling. And as a result of the sessions where we began to explore some uh, painful things that had occurred to her in childhood, in order to block the pain, she had shut down. And so she was disconnected from her true path in life, Mm -hmm. found a good job, paid well, very unfulfilled. As a result of going more deeply down into her body to experience these uh, body memories, 
as opposed to what she remembered in her mind, but these were body memories, we made more space within her being. And she began to realize that her true path was actually a more of a spiritual path, and she became a minister for the local church. And she completely changed. She retired, and she became a minister, and and is, and is also writing uh, for, I think, their publication. So this is a huge, huge change where she was actually a very uh, spiritual and emotional person. She had cut herself off uh, in order in order to uh, move away from some of these experiences that had been so painful for her. What oh, a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, this is a journey that's available for all of us, this being the creative process. Uh, approaching your life uh, with a strategy that includes that interior listening and knowing and, and intuition and and you know sort of forging ahead on a deeper level, uh, moving out of that intellectual kind of thinking. Kathy, we're, we're at the top of the hour. What do you want to leave us here uh, with today? Well, I want to leave you, your listeners with the idea that even if you have been struggling with something and you feel that you can't seem to find a direction, if you can just dive deeper at a deeper level, the answers are there. Uh, Whatever it is that you're longing for uh, in order to feel more fulfilled in life. Sometimes the answers uh, are difficult to hear, but they are there. And hopefully with the help of my book, you will be empowered to dive deeper uh, into that level where your creativity has been hiding and see it, how much of that you can bring out into your life. I love that. Whatever question, diving deeper may be the answer. Kathy, thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate your time, and it's a beautiful book, very accessible and available uh, wherever fine books are sold. And on Amazon. And on Amazon, yes. Can't forget that. Kathy with a C. C-A-T-H-Y-Wild.com for more information, everybody. Kathy, come back and see us anytime here on Marion. I would love to have you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You betcha. All right, everybody, sit tight. We're going to go to break. We're going to be back for our wrap. And don't worry, you can go to Marion Live for more information and how to find Kathy and and uh, all of the good stuff we have at our site, MarianLive.com. And, um, yeah, we're going to be back in just a minute for our wrap. Everybody, I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. I mean, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. 
Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Lide and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Stuff, stuff, stuff. Where can I contain all of my stuff? Hmm, how about this? The Container Store, the original storage and organization store. And I found their link on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. They have containers for everything, including the kitchen, the bathroom, trash and recycling, traveling, spring cleaning, and dorm rooms. Just about everything you can think of to contain your stuff. The Container Store, right on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative. Well, I just got to say, I love anything deep. I'm all about deep, even if it's deeply superficial. You have my attention, Kathy Wild. Thanks for being with us today, helping us with our creative life force. Who doesn't need that? Check her out, kathywild.com, for more information. All right, everybody, we're here. We're at the top of our hour. Our last piece of the practice that I invite you to is... Go do something good for somebody else, and don't let them know you did it. There's a whole bunch of fun stuff you can do. One of my favorite things to do is to buy the guy three people behind me a cup of tea, a cup of coffee. One of my girlfriends taught me that about five years ago. still makes me squeal with delight when these people sometimes will hide outside Starbucks and be like, oh, my God, and they don't know who it is. I love that. And then I run away. <laughs> or it could be some giant thing you need to do or buying somebody groceries. Whatever it is, from the small to the enormous, makes you feel so good. Um, all right, next week on deck we've got Virginia Bell. She's written a book called Midlife is Not a Crisis. She'll be joining us here on Marianne Live. And don't forget, go to MarianneLive.com. We've got an app. I don't know if you know this, but we've got an app my husband and I created called the Great Relationships Begin Within Divination Deck App. It's an oracle right at your fingertips. Check it out. It's only 99 cents, and you can go to my website and try it for free. All right, that's what I got for you. We'll see you next week, everybody. Wish you every blessing. Until then, take care. <laughs>